0: Rusty Menzel. See I just gave you your name as the intro.
1: Rusty, don't say anything that's gonna make me mad this morning, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like
0: you're already coming guns blazing. Dude, I tell you what, I've been listening all morning. I thought, damn man, when I when I gave that news to Mike yesterday, I, saw I mean his face. I I'm not a big I'm not a big hug guy, but like I wanted to give Mike a hug yesterday just for a minute, man. Just like look, I'm listen, I've been there, man. I was there on second twenty-six. Somebody need to give me a damn hug. Well well, yesterday yesterday i need to get mike one i just i just felt it man i felt in his soul with that deal well, I so rusty that. The, that news was breaking while you were uh in studio ready wow. to go in the steakhouse so i could see your reaction yep. looking at your phone uh yeah mm. what were your initial thoughts when you see the caleb downs is uh in the transfer I had, portal i had so many questions and i knew that was such a like a trigger name like georgia fans everywhere every yeah. everybody wanted to get a con but but I was not going to even touch that until I knew that kid was going in the portal. Like if he, if he went into the portal, I knew what type of news it was going to be. Uh, I just didn't know if it was going to happen, but I knew the timing if he was going to do it, it, it had to be soon. And obviously it happened yesterday morning. And I guess Alabama uh, submitted his papers at some point in the afternoon to, to make him officially in, in the portal. So uh, that, that it just really kind of it's shocking to kind of see what's happened in one week. Uh, But when you see a player like Caleb Downs, I've covered him since the 10th grade. I know him. I know his family. I know his brother. I covered his brother, Josh, who's a hell of a receiver with uh, Indianapolis Colts. I covered him at North Gwinnett High School. And it's just kind of shocking to see that that this is the world of college football we live in.
1: Rusty, what do you think the timeline is for a guy like Caleb Downs? And obviously, he he gets put in the portal portal yesterday, but this is not a decision that he came to yesterday morning. and. I know you guys over on three have had a lot of people come out and talk about this. What do you think the timeline looks like for him as far as making a decision and, and where do you expect him to land? Obviously that's probably Georgia right now.
0: Well, if you're, if you're a Georgia fan, you want to have him quick because they're, they're, they're timing with academics. And I know like nobody ever wants to talk about academics. That's like the, the bad word now in college football <laughs> for some reason, uh, but academically, if he's going to Georgia, it's got to be quick. Like this thing has got to be done and announced and enrolled. I would say at some point tomorrow the latest to me. Uh, you know, I don't. I can't speak for Ohio State, but I can tell you that neither university is going to tell him, "Hey, you can't do. You can't come here." But, <laughs> uh, but timing, timing for him as an as a student athlete. He needs to get enrolled and get caught up and get into classes uh, to to be able to participate wherever he goes uh, for spring practice now. Rusty, I don't want to change the subject from all this George Alabama conversation, but um, mm. yes, Texas uh, yes, Texas <laughs> Texas had lineman uh, DeAndre Robinson, and he was uh, he didn't report after signing mm. his uh, letter of intent. He's now yeah. been released, and there's a couple of landing spots inside the SEC that seem to be heavy favorites. What can you tell us about that? To be honest with you, am I going to sit here and lie? I don't know a ton about it. I, you know, because I've been dealing with so much on my end. What, what, caught my, what caught my eye on that is he signed his letter of intent. It is really hard to get out of a letter of intent. I, I was going really to say,
1: Rusty, if you don't know anything about him, what what is the process like of getting out of that? Because what's the point of a letter of intent I, I if you're just going to back out? That
0: is – that is that 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 is really rare. That is really rare, and we only only a handful of situations. Uh, I think Zach uh, Zach Evans, uh, the running back out of Texas, signed one with Georgia a couple years ago, and uh, for about a week he was signed with Georgia. And I think Kirby Smart and Dell McGee and those guys released him. I think he ended up at TCU eventually, Ole Miss, but. Those are rare deals. To be honest with you, I don't know all about what's going on there, but what did catch my eye was, dang, he got out of a letter of intent. Usually that's at least one year you're locked into a university. So I hope to goodness of all the things that are going on in college football that we don't open up that Pandora's box because at that point, you know, you don't know where, who, who, what, where, when is going. You can sign with somebody in December and end up with somebody else in the second week of January. And, and that's, not, that's without a coaching change. You know what I mean? So – Don't really know what's going on with that one, to be honest with you. Rusty, we haven't got to talk to you since Travaris Robinson was named a co-defensive coordinator um, over Mm -hmm. at UGA. Uh, Beyond just what he can bring on the field and helping to call plays, he's an excellent recruiter. So what is Georgia getting out of him on on that front? Well, um, you know, it's a guy that that has has been great where he's been, everywhere he's went. I think this will be his 11th year on the same staff with Will Muschamp. He's been multiple spots. He's been at Florida, he's been at Alabama, he's been at South Carolina. He hasn't been to Georgia, so now he checks that box. But this is somebody that, kind of behind the scenes, man. Georgia's made Kirby Smart has made a couple of runs at him. This is not like it happened two weeks ago. Uh, you know, There was a situation a couple of years ago before he went to Alabama. I thought he was going to end up at Georgia, and he wound up at Alabama. We signed Caleb Downs. He also signed Terry and Arnold, uh, who's the young man I covered out of Tallahassee, Florida. Great kid. He's going to be a first-rounder this year at Alabama. And, uh, you know, this guy, Vernon Hargraves for, 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 for Squid Nation there, kid, it was a five-star in Florida. <laughs> and, you know, this guy's won some big battles. You know, he's won some big battles. He's a big-time recruiter. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know exactly what happened and why he's not in Alabama. I know Alabama did a lot to keep him, uh, and that was a big deal on Sunday of trying to cover that. Like, where is he actually going to end up? Because Georgia announced him. Saturday morning, announced him officially. I thought, well, that's inked and that's done. And then, you know, Sunday you start hearing rumblings of Alabama's offering him the defensive coordinator position and what's he going to do. But, you know, I think in the end, I think in the end, going somewhere where he knows people, he knows Will Muschamp, he knows Kirby Smart, he knows Glenn Schumann, he knows these guys, and uh, probably knows that roster well because, you know, he recruited those guys. He recruited Malachi Starks. He recruited all Ellis Robinson. He's recruited all those guys that he'll now coach.
1: Rusty, I want to get into this a little bit more—the 30-day window after the coaching change—and yep. obviously, it's a huge topic. Uh, you know, as yep. far as Alabama goes, and you know, Lane Kiffin's in Tuscaloosa yesterday. I, I'm trying to go back and forth and, and talk myself out of it being a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I'm glad that players have the opportunity to leave when there is a coaching change. Yep. It, it. I don't think anybody's going to feel sorry for Alabama, but there is some part of it that it stinks for. You know, places like Arizona, whose coaches have kind of left and gone up, and now they're. You know, yeah, there's a lot of other questions being asked. Do you have a problem with the 30-day window, and do you think there will ever be any change uh, to that?
0: That, that, that? Listen to me. If Jim Harbaugh leaves today, and I don't know that. If Jim Harbaugh leaves Monday, Michigan's going to feel the same pain. To be honest with you, unless they have a, you know, unless they promote somebody really quick. Uh, but I, I don't understand the 30-day window. I don't understand it. You know, if you give them 14 days, I understand that. I fully understand. But 30 days it just, I, I don't get it. Um, and I listened to you guys talk, uh, before I came on and there's a lot of passion about that thing. And here, here, here's my quick thing. Um, I, I really like what Kirby said. If you want to sign, if you want to sign for NIL, come sign for NIL. There, There's a lot of kids that are going to the university of Florida. There's a lot of kids that are going to the university of Alabama. There's a lot of kids going to the university of Georgia because that's their dream school. That's where they've always wanted to go. And if you stay three years and you want, and you don't get on the field and you want to go somewhere else, Well, go somewhere else. But, uh, you know, that kind of gives a commitment from both ends. I do think, I do think there has to be a clause in all of this. If the head coach leaves, it gives you an opportunity to leave. That, that's my opinion. Assistant coaches and all that, I, I, you got to understand, if assistant coach is recruiting you, he has an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere or a coordinator, he's going to take it. That's just life. But if a head coach leaves, my opinion, I think that will be like a 14-day window. I think the timing of this was awful for everybody Uh, You know Nick Saban more than anybody that that I personally know, but I think that Nick Saban got caught in a no-win situation because he wanted to walk in there and tell that team himself. He did not want that thing on social media. He did not want somebody else to break it. And you know Chris Lowe didn't break that tweet until that man walked in that building at 401 and told his team. So, you know, in hindsight, could he maybe done a little work beforehand and helped Alabama a little bit? Probably. But the one thing he wanted to do was look those kids in the eyes and hear it from him, which I respect. So, it's a real deep deal. Uh, this portal, it's all kind of a mess. I talked to head coaches. I talked to assistant coaches from all over the, the, the United States. And it's a mess right now. I don't have the answer. But we got to figure some things out. And, and we've got to make – we've got to help these student athletes and we got to help these staff too man they got to know who they who, the, who their rosters are and you got to teach kids as I'm gonna get on a soapbox you got to teach kids one thing in life how to be a productive human down the line because football is going to be over for 95 percent of these kids at 24 years old 98 of 98 percent probably and where are they going to be the next 50 years of life uh, with some of the decisions they make so uh, I love college football and it's my, it's my favorite sport in the entire world. Uh, but we got to fix some things right now, with, uh, all around the sport. Rusty, uh, the one of the things is I've noticed that shaping of the staff that DeBoer is putting together there in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. is a couple of guys have, are leaving head coaching posts to to Correct. take coordinator positions and and mm-hmm. assistant jobs. Why is that? Why is that a thing that we're seeing right now? I'll give you an example. I ran into Buster Faulkner at a coaching clinic, and he left Southern Miss as an offensive coordinator. Let me tell you something. Buster Faulkner had a hell of a year at Southern Miss as a one-time offensive coordinator. He couldn't get an interview anywhere. So you know what he did? He went off the field, and he went to Georgia to put Georgia on his resume. Well, it helped him because now he's the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech, and he's going to be a hot name as it as it goes on. These guys are head coaches at South Alabama. They're head coaches at Buffalo and they're probably thinking, you know what? I don't know if I can advance myself further. I'm going to put Alabama on my resume because every single week I'm going to be on TV and every single week I'm going to be getting mentioned and my players, every article, I'm recruiting this guy. There's so many different layers to that. And that's kind of the path right now. You know, you want to put these places on your resume and you want to show these people you can do it in the biggest places. And I'm sure deep down, Kalen DeBoer thought, you know what? This is the one. I'm I'm going, I know what I'm about to step into the biggest job in college football, if not one of the two biggest jobs in college football, my name is at the head of the, at the, at the head of this thing. So, uh, you know, at some point you got you got to get in there and find out. So I think those coaches are thinking, you know, I got to put this on my resume.
1: Uh, Rusty, we got uh, about 30 seconds left, but I'm just curious. The big name other than Caleb Downs to come down yesterday was Caden Proctor. I think a lot of people right. expect him to be at Iowa. I know Shane and Terry put out a tweet right. that he was expecting it yeah. kind of all along before the saving stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you expect Georgia to take a swing at that guy? I mean, he still has a ton of upside and a few years left of eligibility.
0: I know that this is going to hurt Georgia fans to hear this, but they're running out of spots and, uh, <laughs> so they, they can't be there. It's not a bad that thing. The world you're in. <laughs> that's kind of the world you're in. Like you, but, no, I, I think Caden Proctor. Listen, if Caden Proctor's not in Alabama, he's going home. You know what I mean? And I'll say this, too. If Nick Saban doesn't leave, retire, Caleb Downs stays in Alabama. You know what I mean? And that's just a different world, man. It's a different deal. We had heard some rumblings. And you always hear this, Mike, about kids going home. There was a lot of talk about Dylan Bell going back to Texas. You know, uh kind of behind the scenes for Georgia. He's still at Georgia, staying at Georgia. So you look you look at uh you look at Caden Proctor and I I think Iowa that, that rumor's been out there for a little while about him going home. Uh but but now with Nick Saban there, I think that made that decision probably a lot easier. And I, I do expect Iowa. Uh I heard some Romans, Ohio State maybe trying to get in that as well. But you take a kid that started every game at left tackle, at the University of Alabama Alabama's a true freshman, you know you got something. That is Rusty Manziel. Rusty, thanks so much for the insight and for not making fun of me today. Rusty,
1: next time you get here next week, come in with better news for me. All right, come in with a little bit more pep in your step. Hey,
0: I hope I come in with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Fields. I'll leave y'all with that. <laughs> All right, Rusty, I'll take the appreciate the time. Thanks.
1: thanks. <laughs>